Warning, the audio quality for this episode is significantly worse than usual as a result of Dave forgetting to bring a microphone to the session. Dave, you irresponsible dolt. You only have one job. Thanks for listening. Hello, and welcome to The Worst of the Best, where we uncover, analyze, and delve into the worst songs by the best songwriters of all time. I'm Steve Williams. And I'm David Newshots. Why do great songwriters write bad songs? Ego, pressure from label, fans, drugs, the 80s, 80s drugs, assistant directors, 80 80 Bryant... (laughs) Maybe they just get really old and then uh, forget how to write. Yeah, good maybe, music. maybe they start, you know, uh, owning too many guns. That could be. That could be something too. Start getting curmudgeonly, yeah. wanting people to get off their lawns. Start start Even working the, on their hip shot. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're gonna uh, we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna we're gonna delve. We love to delve in this uh, this here podcast. So our our thing here is we're gonna we we're, we're gonna try to be. As objective as possible, we're not here to pl- talk about overplayed songs that we're sick of hearing, and we're and we're not ta- just talking about bad songs. We're not talking about like one or two hit wonders. These are songs that need to be written by great songwriters. P- people on our personal Rushmore of songwriters. The Rushmore. Yeah. I mean, the pantheon, the upper echelon, the the legends. The best of the best. Yeah, we're just talking about every leg- every legend takes a shit, and we're sifting through that shit. Yeah, and bringing it to you. I don't think every legend takes a shit. I think there are a few that that don't have bad songs. I mean, I mean that could be another podcast. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> the unimpeachable. I don't want to start fighting with you already. <laughs> Some parameters. Because we're not haters. Yeah. We have some parameters. No posthumous releases or demos or previously unreleased songs. If the artist themselves didn't sign off on it, then for the sake of this podcast, it is doesn't exist. It is not canon. It's Nikon. Yeah. Ooh, good one. Um, we're not doing any, uh, no avant-garde, no, uh, you know, intros and outros, anything like that. We're just going to do like a, as, as close to the standard pop, songwriting outline as possible. No holiday songs. And no fucking holiday songs. Everyone hates holiday songs. Except for Dave. Except for me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, here we go. So, today's song, episode... Are we in episode five already? I think it's five. Wow. We've made it it to five. I feel like that's a a big deal. Yeah. Um, Scheduling in New York City. If you could do it five times. Wow. That's a miracle. (laughs) All right, so today's song is um, a song called Dirty Laundry by a man named Curtis Mayfield. Superfly himself. Dirty laundry in the country Can't trust Uncle Sam Broken link, future sinking And no one gives a damn Curtis Mayfield. I'm just going to come out and say it. He is like, for me, he is 
one of the, one of my favorites of all time. Yeah, he's the coolest, um, coolest motherfucker ever. Coolest motherfucker. You know the early impression stuff. Um, I'm a fool for you. Destroying me more, mounting up the toil and strife. But I'm a fool for you. I'm a fool for you. I'm a fool for you. I'm a fool. The song, it's all right. Oh uh, yeah. Is I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now. It's my favorite song of all time. What seasons change? Another great. All of them, uh, Woman's Got Soul, all these great songs. Um, but yeah, it's all right for me. Uh, people get ready. Come on. Yeah. Jesus. Come on up. Move on up. It's great. But yeah, that song, for some reason, it's all right. Uh, that song always puts me in a good mood. No matter where I am, I would like, I want that song to be played at my funeral. That's that's what, that's how much I want that song. Say it's all right. Say it's alright. It's alright. It's alright. Have a good time. Cause it's alright. Whoa, it's alright. We're gonna move it slow. I I, I watched my friend listen to uh, little child running wild for the first time and he just like lit up. He's like, what the fuck? Who the fuck is this? Yeah, I just He's like he's like in mid twenties. He just had a fucking ball to it. I was yeah. like, that's what Curtis did. Curtis was just he was it, man. He so he was like, kind of took the the gospel arm, like added the R and B to the gospel. So, but he was also very, very forward in the civil rights. Yeah, his political stuff. Um, even even in the impressions, like like you know, he was bringing you know doing like people, songs like people yeah. get ready. Um, people get ready, what? and then going solo and uh, leaving the impressions behind. Jerry Butler had a great career of his own in the '70s, after post post impressions. But um, but Curtis went on to do some really heavy stuff, really great stuff. You know, listen to a hip hop record these days. It sampled oh, yeah. sampled the crap out of that guy. Any hip hop from like the '90s to the 2000s. Early 2000s, yeah. Move on up was. Uh, Kanye had a big hit off of that sample. He's just huge, man. And uh, had a kind of a tragic... Oh, super tragic end of his life end of his life he got diabetes well before that in the 90s he uh, i think it was 1990 he was uh performing in flatbush flatbush here in brooklyn and one of the lighting rigs fell on him and he was paralyzed yeah right? quadriplegic yeah. i think for for the rest of his life and then through that got diabetes had to get multiple amputations yeah and I'll and I'll tell you this. I saw this is another. This is just a, like an example of that. Like I don't know. The, the, this guy just I hold him so in such high regard. I remember seeing an. Inter- I was always a fan of his. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing an interview. I think it was it was maybe right around the time that he died. Maybe they were like you know bringing up stuff about him. 
Uh, but I remember seeing this interview and him reflecting on the accident and him saying, you know, I never, I never got depressed. I never got sad. This was God's, you know, will for me. And I just have to accept it. And I, and I don't care what you believe in, but that was like, like brings tears to my eyes. Just thinking about it. That, yeah. And, uh, what a powerful spirit that, that he had. And, Obviously, like for me, it really comes across in his music and God, his voice is incredible, fucking amazing. He was like known for singing right up on the mic. Yeah. It sounds like he's just whispering. whispering yeah, there. totally. And also an incredibly underrated guitar player, influencing, you know, guys like Jimi Hendrix was a huge influence on, uh, Curtis was a huge influence on Jimi. I listened to like Electric Ladyland, there's a couple of those songs where like he was really taking his stuff. Um, super subtle, but actually very complicated. Did a lot of like polyrhythmic things on the guitar and like his upper register, like chord structures are really just fascinating. He recorded an album lying on his back after the accident. He did, yeah. He did one more album, New New World, yeah, New World Order, something, something like that. that. Yeah, and that's crazy. That just goes to his like love of everything, you know, yeah. of, of his craft. Yeah. Got the Lifetime Achievement Award at yeah. the Grammys before he died. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Great um, guy. Yeah. No, I, mean, I remember watching like Superfly when I was like 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just being like, it was like on Netflix. I was like, all right, I've never, I've heard of Superfly, yeah. but I've never seen it. Oh my God. Yeah. He wrote nice. the soundtrack, for those of you who don't know, he wrote the soundtrack to Superfly. He also wrote the soundtrack to Roots. He wrote a record for Aretha Franklin for a show, a movie called Sparkle. Um, oh my God, Sparkle, that title track is insane. Give him something he can feel is on that album too. Original, but Sparkle, yeah. I just got goosebumps just thinking about how yeah. fucking awesome that song He wrote is. a record for Mavis Staples also who in my opinion, is oh. one of the greatest, maybe the greatest female vocalist ever. Sorry, Aretha, but I think Mavis is, oh my God, she kills me. Um, but yeah, he was, uh, he, he kind of did a, in addition to his his solo career, he was always writing for other people. He did the stuff, not just with Mavis, but the, the staple singers. I think he got them a couple of, couple of number one hits. Um, and I've heard Mavis talk about that and, and with, you know, pop staples, like they were also very, very socially conscious. And all of a sudden, Curtis was, I guess at that time, was kind of moving, trying to move out of it a little bit and try to get a little more into like, you know, sexuality yeah. and love and stuff. And he, he got, I think he was the only person that could convince Pops to, to do that. And, and everybody was kind of blushing as he did. But, uh, but they, they put it together. Let's do it in the morning. Sweet but you know we're here today because not all there's always got to be one one stinker and you're making a face at me I'm gonna confess another thing here this song dirty laundry is the reason that I wanted to do this podcast. I've been thinking about this for years that, that like this would just be the great, a great idea to do the worst of the best of something because I, I've 
it's so hard for me to get through the first five seconds of that song because it hurts me so much. I discovered this song. <laughs> you mouth down. Okay. I know you're gonna. I know you got something <laughs> good for me. But um, uh, this song, I think, was a single. Actually, I think it might have actually. It was a single. Done. done. Uh, okay. But um, I think it made a chart. Yeah, it might have made a chart. A chart. This was this song was on a compilation of Curtis so- songs that I have. It's like the very best of Curtis Mayfield, and this song came on like after just every single like if you imagine the greatest hits of Curtis Mayfield, just banger after banger after banger, and then this song came on and it drives drives me crazy. It's like nails on a chalkboard <laughs> for me. The opening thing is the harmonica. No, it's just when he starts. Too, well, I mean, yeah. Too, the production is so 80s. It's so flat. But, like, the opening thing is, Dirty laundry in the country. And I'm like, I just I used to just run for the CD player to stop it and skip to the next one. Sorry. All right. Well, let's, okay, now that we know that, <laughs> let's, let's break down, let's break, break down phrase or whatever, stanza by stanza. Okay. Verse to, by verse. Let me pull up the lyrics of this one. Um, you want me to go? Let me recite yeah. these lyrics here? Yeah. Okay. All right. Here are the lyrics to Dirty Laundry. Dirty Laundry in the Country. Also, that rhyme, I, I don't, I, that rhyme doesn't sit well. Well, he says, Dirty Laundry in the Country. Yeah, but I'm from Brooklyn and I can't oh, he, say those words that way. <laughs> Well, dirty laundry in the country. It does, I don't know. Yeah, well, it's, well, it's, it's Curtis. It's his slang, you know. It's like, I know, but it just it, it, I don't like it. It's it's having fun with words. <laughs> You're saying you don't like fun. It's okay. No. Dirty laundry in the country. Can't trust Uncle Sam. Broken link. Future sinking, and no one gives a damn. That's See, the that's the chorus. Straight up, my first. My initial, my initial take from from the first verse, is that you know, you know, Uncle Sam, the government doesn't care about poor rural black folks. Mm-hmm. It's like they, there's no future. They're in the they're in Reagan's eighties. Mm-hmm. The song came out in eighty three. Yeah, the military spending enough. was crazy. The economy wasn't. Wasn't flourishing for those people. Yeah. No one gives a damn. It's just no like so, yeah. the, the people are feeling apathetic to everything because mm-hmm. they forget, feel forgotten. Mm-hmm. So that what we just read, he he opens the song with the chorus, verse one. I learned to count, but I found out there is no balanced scale. People know, I think we know. For someone, for some, it's living hell. So yeah, he's like really stretching the rhymes on this, but he's, there's some internal rhymes which I guess is cool. But it's yeah. like he's saying he wised up, like as he you know became a celebrity and he had he started running in circles. He's like, I learned to count, but I found out that there's just like everything's tilted against us, mm-hmm. and 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 he's good, but there's a, there's people suffering everywhere. Then we go back to the chorus, uh, second verse. No working day, no weekly pay, can't even feed my kid. 
for broken folk, no antidote, while others get so fat. I think I'll call my Lord. Oh, then that's the, the bridge right there. While others get so fat, right? Yeah. The bridge is, I think I'll call my Lord tonight and ask, ask him how he'll see this good old world to be. And if I read my Bible right and search for better time, don't want to do no crime, but times are kind of slow. But the better days got to show. Times are and everybody. Slow. The better days got to show. And everybody knows. Dirty laundry in the country. Can't trust Uncle Sam. Now, it, mm -hmm. jobs are drying up. Jobs, jobs drying are drying up. up and 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 and. He can't even feed his kid. kid. For broken folk, there's no antidote. He doesn't want to turn to crime. Right. He's asking. He's asking for salvation, for guidance. Mm -hmm. While the rich are getting richer. Yeah. And then I, he. I love the message of this song. The message is. I, I, I love the message of the song. I love the the song at its from like the heart of the song. I. I love. Yeah. I'm. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. I'm with him. Um, I share the sentiment. So yeah, then and then he turns to turns to the Lord, gets a little religious in the the bridge there. What do you hate about this part? <laughs> so far, I'm loving this song. I'm I saying I love this song. All right, well maybe <laughs> cats out of the bag. David loves the song. I had a feeling you were gonna say that. Um, I added this to a playlist of mine. I like it so <laughs> much. It's so airy. I feel like I'm in the country. It's so breezy. I feel like there's like a little nice you know, warm okay. breeze. So I you know, maybe the the main the main thing with this song for me is the the production is really hard for me. The like the um the slide guitar is like my favorite instrument of all time. It's one of the most beautiful things, but it's so yeah. faint. Like it's not even faint, it's just like it sounds like fake. In the song, you know, the there's like the drum machine, uh, yeah, it's like sound, you know, it's like very, yeah, and the harmonica, it's just like it's the way it's produced is just so like flat and so like, ugh. and I don't know, man, I just, I the melody doesn't do anything for me. Uh, just, I mean, look, I'll be honest with you, maybe this is. The structure of the song—it's—it's—it's it's, it's simple. It's basic. Too basic for you. It's too for basic what, for what Curtis for is what capable, he's done and fully capable. Past. Like I said, like this guy is like—he's everything to me. Yeah, you feel this like the guy who I turn to when I'm feeling down. Yeah, and uh, and he's also the person I turn to when I need to—I need a little boogie. Yeah. I need to dance a little bit. I need to feel good. He's got and, something for everyone. And this just is—you know—maybe for some, maybe if uh, you know. Somebody else wrote this song. It'd be great, you know. Maybe this is, but I don't know. For it'd, Curtis, be my, it'd be the best song I ever wrote. Yeah, I yeah it would be the best song I ever wrote. I've never even heard any of your songs. Because I haven't written any. Exactly. Okay. Next verse. The chorus. Well, then the chorus happens. The chorus happens again. The dollar bill, you think is real, huh? Spends to buy you nothing. For broken folk, no antidote. Just try to get me something. Think I'll call my lord tonight 
and ask him how he see this good old world to be. And if I read my Bible right, but times are kind of slow, but better days got to show, and everybody now. Dirty laundry in the country. Can't trust Uncle Sam. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Last verse. People hustle and preach the gospel. Too many words to hear. No working day, no weekly pay. The old folks live in fear. Social security is getting slashed. And then he just repeats dirty laundry in the country. So, uh, look, look. Honestly, reading this, these lyrics are not, there's nothing wrong with these lyrics. They're not, I mean... Under the magnifying glass. Under the magnifying glass, these these lyrics are, are are fine. I don't. I'm not like you know. Again, it's not. I don't think compared to the other stuff he's done. Maybe this song. Maybe we do this podcast. You know, ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Eight years ago, and I and I and I agree with you, but maybe because. To, you know that all this political stuff is happening. You know, uh, it's an election year. I'm just like this guy is saying. I agree. I'm just like it's hard to like not like a song that is like it's easy on the ear to me. And he's just saying a lot of stuff I agree with. But he also says dirty laundry in the country. But it's so about many what it, times. But it's about what it represents. I just don't. Like it doesn't come alone tonight. It doesn't please my ear to hear those two phrases next to each other. It, like <laughs> it hurts me so much. In the country. It doesn't. It doesn't just doesn't sit well with me. Um, <laughs> I like. It. I think it's fun. And I also like. It's also. It's it's a. It's a genre change for Curtis too. That's like important. he is doing like kind of a country vibe on this. I love the album cover of this. Yeah, it's like a painted... Yeah, painted Curtis with yeah. purple tint, a nice orange sky with neon leaves in the back. I love it. Yeah. And, and whatever, the song made it to, to to his greatest hits album. It did. And honestly, but yeah, you know, we were talking about this before. There's not really a lot of information about this album out there, with, you know, trying to dig... dig there the- isn't. I was like, I, I'm pretty good at finding out shit. And yeah, I couldn't, I could, I couldn't do it. Yeah, this is like, there's like no, no hyperlink that's clickable for this yeah. album other than discogs so or I the think, lyrics. Yeah, I think that you know he he didn't he, he slowed down a bit in the eighties. I don't think he had any really really major hits as a solo artist in the eighties that I can think of off the top of my head. I think this so I is think his he, biggest song. Yeah, but he, yeah, but he kept, he kept writing, it uh, just kind of slowed down a touch. Um, and I think, you know, I think he just kind of faded out. He kind of got brushed under the, under the carpet. Maybe, you know, inspiration dries up after 35 years of, you know, yeah. doing it. Yeah, and then they, the youngsters come in and they start doing other things with their rock and roll and their, MTV, their Walkman, their Walkman, and their and their Discmans. Yeah. Anyway, so I think that's kind of what happened. I, I, and obviously the accident that happened in the was it like ninety? Like yeah, ninety or something. I like think that so. Yeah, early nineties. So yeah, I think uh, just the eighties were kind of a maybe maybe hard times for for some some of the the iconic soul soul musicians. 
um, so on R&B guys. Well, I think you did a bang-up job with this one. Well, fuck, <laughs> Dave. Hey, we can't agree every I, time. We should. We, it shouldn't be about our opinions. <laughs> it should be what I think is right. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying I <laughs> like the song. Well, you like a lot of crappy things. Uh, yeah, I do. I don't. I only like great things. I don't know if you knew that about me. All of my exes are crappy. <laughs> I'm on record. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It, it's like I said. I'll, I'm going to say it one more time. It's it's fine. This song is just fine. This is not like breaking down any anything, any huge walls. This is just uh, it's just a song. It's just a song. The the melody is kind of boring the production is really boring it's it's a lot of repetition of the chorus i mean come on another thing is like people don't notice like realize that curtis is also like an amazing riff writer like you think of like um like future shock and pusher man and like all those songs are just like such great riffs yeah so good so I, yeah, like, dead is dead. No, Freddie's dead. Freddie's dead. <laughs> Pulp Fiction. We could we could do that mashup. That's dead, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean he he had he had he could do so much. I think it's just really just like, yeah, just, write, just writing songs, just banging out songs, just record them, and you know we'll see how they do. Guess this song did okay for whatever. It but. touched me. Touched me. Search Humble Paella on Spotify. You're going to find Curtis Mayfield on that on that playlist. <laughs> okay. It's Anyways. Good, good, easy, breezy. Let us hear your thoughts. Maybe you think... Maybe you're on Dave's side. Maybe you think this song is just fine. And you uh, want to add it to one of your playlists. Uh, I think it's more than just fine. That's just... Maybe you're going you're gonna to try to dispute what I think is right, which I... I don't think you should do. I don't advise. Do you have a suggestion for a future episode? <laughs> but maybe you can, yeah. Did we nail it? Are you ambivalent to the song? Are you somewhere in between liking it and hating it? <laughs> <laughs> Are you medium on it? Maybe you're Are you medium. Luke on it? Yeah, I mean, you should be Luke on it. That's where I am. You're mad that you're Luke on it because it's Curtis. Exactly. Thank you. Well, <sighs> please comment, share. And yeah, let us know what you think. Maybe you have some suggestions. What's our email? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> worst our of email. the best. Our email is um, the worst of the best podcast at gmail.com. And yeah, you can write us in, give us some suggestions for future episodes. We'd love to hear them because uh, we're we're already at episode five. Season two is we're around the corner. How, how many how many more bad songs are there? There's there's got to be a few. We there's, don't know if we can find them all, so we need your help. Yeah, we to might find need them. your help. We might need your help. Give us a give us an artist, give us a song, give us an artist and a song, and uh, we'll figure it out for you. Uh, also, hit us up on the old Instagram. That's a good place for social media these days. Look us up under the worst these of the best <laughs> underscore podcast. I think we nailed it this time, man. Yeah, we did. I think we fucking We're did. out. <laughs> I'm Steve Williams. And I'm David Newshots. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. listening.
train.